Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at Maximum TEE at Yahoo.com. Perke Elvis Treasury, Season 2 of the PAL, Chapter 3, Paragraph 14, Paragimel Mishnah Yudalid. We have another sage now talking to us, Rabbi Dosa ben Horkinus Omer. Rabbi Dosa, the son of Horkinus, says, Shena shall shachris, late morning sleep, v'yayin shall saharayim, and midday wine, v'sichas hayaladim, and children's chatter, v'yeshivas, bate kenesio shall amaya aratz, and sitting at gatherings of the ignorant, motzian es ha'adam min ha'olam, remove a man from the world. So different things that we have to avoid and try to watch out for in order to live our days the most proper and best way and make sure we have the best uses of our day. Rabbi Dorsa ben Harkonnes was a colleague of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zake. Rabbi Dorsa was blessed with great wealth and longevity in addition to his great Torah knowledge. Let's go to the bottom. One should be pleasant towards others, even when he offers rebuke. This is coming from yesterday, but still good to mention. Criticism which attacks the person himself rather than his negative behavior is bound to backfire, while that offered in a palatable way may be very productive. Shalom al-Shach interpret the verse in Proverbs. In this light, do not offer rebuke to a scoffer lest he hate you. Chastise a wise man and he will love you. When offering chastisement, one... One must take care not to be insulting to the target of his criticism, treating him as if he is a scoffer. Instead, one should appeal to the other person's dignity, saying you are an intelligent and upstanding individual. Such behavior as you have exhibited in the past is below your dignity, does not befit someone as wise and special as you. The person will then love you and accept your constructive criticism. When one's words of corrective advice do not find favor in his fellow's eyes, God himself views the, with this favor the fruitless insult hurled upon him. Rabal Shemto. So, the words are of Joseph and Horkness. What else can we learn from it? Late morning sleep. Oversleeping the prescribed time for reading the Shema or reciting the morning prayers. See Shulchan Aruch and Rav and Rav Yonah is what we're talking about. Drawn by the enjoyable relaxation of sleeping late, one may stay in bed during the hours most conducive to spiritual growth from Rashi. The Medrash teaches in Barashas Rabbah, sleep is the beginning of human downfall. God forbid. Sinking into sleep rather than awakening early to pursue spiritual and practical agendas weakens one's resolve and induces laziness. From Magan Avos, it says that we should be Waken like a lion, we should to do the will of our Father in heaven. We have to get up and jump out of bed. I myself am the most not morning person out there, but this halacha tells us, this law tells us that we have to try to be the best we can to jump out of bed, to be like a lion roaring and ready to go to serve God. Right away. Other commentaries say that sleep here is a metaphor for excessive relaxation and moderation. Respite, respite is necessary to preserve one's health, and in fact, one should be careful to relax after any strenuous activity, physical or mental. The Mishnah criticizes someone who had a good night's sleep and has no legitimate excuse for staying in bed late. Let's go to the bottom. The mission is an excellent metaphor for constructive activity in the morning of one's life, the youthful years. The beauty of youth lies in its impulsive confidence in achieving the impossible. It is a time when one may set the tone for the rest of his life, a time when one makes his greatest push to ascend to the peaks of the spirit. Spiritual slumber is particularly deadly in the morning of one's life. Some people have the special ability to remain eternally young, always optimistic and hopeful. The Panevich Rav Rav Yosef Kahanamin escaped from the impending Nazi inferno and later went to Israel, where he immediately began planning to rebuild the Torah glory of his town. Standing on a hill in B'nai Brak, present-day site of the Panevich Yeshiva, he declared his intention to build a yeshiva. German Field Marshal Erwin Rommel's army was knocking on the gates of Palestine at that time, and the prospect of building a new yeshiva seemed impossible, even insane. A skeptical bystander said to him, Rabbi, you are dreaming. He replied, you are right. 
I am dreaming, but I am not asleep. So we too should have dreams, achievable dreams, but dreams nonetheless, dreams that we should try to grab and go with and dreams that we should try to accomplish while we're here with our 120 years on earth, God willing. Midday wine. One should refrain from intoxicating drink during the day. Rashi explains wine as a stimulant in the morning or as relaxing in the evening can serve as an aid to man's physical and spiritual welfare. It is midday when he is fully functioning that it serves to dull his senses and induces sluggishness from Tiferes Yisrael. His mind be clouded by drink. A man can neither study Torah nor exercise proper moral or spiritual judgment. In such a state, he is bound to sin from Rav Yonor. Psychologically, the frequenting of taverns and other places of pleasure induces in one the attitude that life is nothing more than a party, intended purely for physical enjoyment from Maganavos. Enjoyed in moderation, the pleasures of life enable a person to maintain his emotional stability as well as a healthy sense of joy de verve. These qualities are essential for spiritual activity and growth. It is when the good life becomes one's sole reason for existence that he has lost his direction from Iran to first Israel. Children's chatter. This is first involvement with the foolish pastimes of youth to which men are attracted from Rashi. Young people view their elders as role models. If adults engage in childish frivolities, the young will adopt similar behavior and will always remain children. Having misdirected their offspring by example, the adults leave no legacy of spiritual worth in the world from Measure Shmuel, God forbid. Another interpretation is that one's spiritual growth may be stopped or slowed if he is overly involved in his children's lives and activities from Rav and Rav Yonah. And let's see what sitting of the gatherings of the ignorant can teach us. Spending time in casual conversation and adult charter is the pastime of the ignorant. When one frequents places where this is the major occupation, he develops a cavalier attitude towards his special duties and his spiritual duties. Rav and Rav Yonah, the light conversation of Torah scholars, on the other hand, is of value since they speak in a div- dignified manner even about mundane matters. Furthermore, such talk provides them with a refreshing respite from their rigorous studies. Among the unlearned, however, casual talk usually contains elements of slander, gossip, profanity, off-color humor, and other forms of forbidden speech. From Teferi Yisrael, and removes a man from the world, one forfeits the world of eternity if he becomes enmeshed in the claws of these desensitizing practices. From Tisferis Israel, Avasur Rabbeinu Nassan teaches, He who refrains from these four pitfalls is second only to the angels. All these vices undermine one's spiritual orientation and destroy his potential for real virtue. He never attains the spiritual peaks for which he was destined and leaves the world as an unfulfilled person from Rambam. According to Rav Yon, involvement in these negative habits actually shortens one's life. Torah studying practice is the key to longevity, for he, God, is your life and the length of your days. Let's go back to the bottom of the previous page. Where is that child? On the other hand, planning for one's children can become so obsessive that one totally ignores his own spiritual needs. We have to make sure that we take care of ourselves and we take care of our children, but that we're not obsessed with either. A man of means once came to visit with Rabunama Peshitzcha, a workaholic who spent all his energies in expanding his business. When the Rebbe questioned his spiritual short-sightedness, he replied, Rabbi, I work hard so that my child would be able to study Torah without worries. Yes, my friend, replied Rav Bunim, and your child will tell me that he toils for his child, who in turn will say that he does so for his child. This has gone on for eternity. I am still looking to find that one child who is worthy of the sacrifices of so many generations. So we should work hard, but not work so hard that we don't have time for our family, for our children, for our spouses, God forbid. We should make sure to do what the Rambam tells. I believe it's the Rambam who says that you have to spend your eight hours working, your eight hours sleeping, and your eight hours taking care of family and the like. So make sure to avoid all these things talked about in the Mishnah so that a, God, that a person is, God forbid, not removed from the world. Excuse me. And we should make sure that we use our days and our years, hopefully 120 of them for all of us, always for good things. Join us next time as we talk about when it desecrates sacred things and desecrates the festivals 
and what happens to those kind of people and what we should do to avoid that here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.